Do you know that from your position you can change the situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Whatever I touch does well. In the name of Jesus, I'm blessed beyond the curse. I walk in abundance. I walk in abundance. I have understanding in the things of God. I have understanding, light from the presence of God. I know by the Holy Spirit, the Word of God comes alive to me. I walk in understanding of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father, for light right now. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I wanted to help me welcome your neighbor to Bible study this evening. You're welcome in Jesus' name with a smile on your face. Amen. Don't just wear it. Don't just make it. Amen. Give it because you have it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, the Lord spoke to us that um, He's taking us into a month where we start to make multiple impacts. Hallelujah. Amen. Let someone say multiple impacts. Say it again. Oh, say it like you mean it. Isaiah chapter number 41. Isaiah chapter number 41 and verse 15. Behold, that's revelational, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument having teeth. Thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small and shalt make the hills as sharp. Thou shalt fan them and that the wind shall carry them away, and the wild wind shall scatter them. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Praise God. Oh, I love this. Now, the Lord is saying to us that He's beginning with you afresh, so you have to behold that God is making you a new sharp threshing instrument. Having teeth. Amen. Now there are some key words there. That's the word God gave us for the month of um, October. And I believe God's word does not have any expiry date. Amen. So it can go beyond October. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, um, the first word there is new. Let somebody say new. Say it again. Say it again. Uh, we are we have a, a British background, so we call it new. Alright? Not new as... Um, Americans would. Praise God. Amen. Say new. Say it again. Say it again. Another key word there is sharp. Let someone say sharp. Say it again. Say it again. The third key word there is threshing instrument. Let someone say threshing instrument. Say it again. Say it again. The, third, the fourth one there is teeth. 
Let's say say teeth. Say it again. Notice he didn't say tooth. He says teeth. Hallelujah. So teeth, not tooth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are new beings in Christ, right? Yes. The Bible says that in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse 17. Now what I'm teaching on, I've started a new series. We've done, we are done with um, the prayer series. I'm starting a new series titled, Making Multiple Impacts. Hallelujah. I, I thought you would greet that with a shout. <laughs> Praise God. Making multiple impact. Making multiple impact. Making multiple impact. Making multiple impact. Hallelujah. Making multiple impacts. Glory to God. Amen. Now, new. We want to look at new. Amen. There's something about new that says everything about coming first. Coming first without any precedence. Amen. That's new in a sense. Then there's another thing about new that has to do with fresh. Or you can call it renewed. Fresh. Praise God. Now the new we are talking about here is something outrightly coming first without any precedence. In other words... God is doing something that is not related to what had been and cannot be related to it. It is new in itself in that it is starting first and then it is new in that it does not have any precedence. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? It is new in itself in that it is coming first. And then, it does not have any precedence. Now, many of us are thinking, well, can God do something in my life that is outrightly coming first, that's new, without any precedence, and that is very much like God. Amen? Now, notice very carefully in Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, a scripture that every one of us know very well. He says, if any man is in Christ, is a new what? Creation. Old things are what? passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Do you see that? Now, if any man be in Christ is a new creation, a new species. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is a new creation, a brand new person. Does not have any relationship with the old. Is coming first outrightly without any precedence. So, there is no beacon with which you can relate it. Amen. Is a brand new man. He does not look like the Adamic man. Praise God. Now if God could do that in a new creation, then that means God can do things in your life that are outrightly new. Coming first without any precedence. That when people look at your life, they say, this is a new thing that the Lord is doing. Hallelujah. 
God is the God who is interested in new things. He does new things all the time. God is dynamic. God is dynamic. God is versatile. God is always on the move doing new things. New things. And then the Bible also makes us to understand that um, God is interested in doing new things in our lives. But many of us don't look up to having new things in our lives. We don't look forward to having new things in our lives. Amen? But we have to renew our minds to see that God can always do new things. He's in the business of doing new things all the time. Not some of the time. All the time God is involved in doing new things and new things and new things again and again. In Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse 18, I want us to read Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse, verse 18. The word of God declares, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Alright? Remember ye not the former things, things of the past, neither consider the things of old. For what? Behold, I will do what? A new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Hallelujah. For many of us in the next month that we are looking uh, forward to entering into right now, many of us will be entering into some very new things that when you look at your past, there is no relationship. It is outrightly new. If you believe that, shout Amen. amen. Hallelujah. In every sphere of life, in every sphere of life, because this is the word of God. Amen. In every sphere of life. Now notice what the Lord is saying here. The reason a lot of people don't enter into new things is because of their mindedness. And that's why he says, remember ye not. Don't cast your mind on the former things. Don't cast your mind on the old things. Remember ye not the former things, the former disappointments, the former things of old. The former, you know, small and low, or um, um, small and uh, low pace in your advancement in the things of God, in your advan- advancement in your profession, your advancement in everything that God has called you to do. Amen. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Don't consider it. Why? Even if they were great things, even if they were wonderful things, Amen. He says don't consider them. Why? Because you see, if you consider them and put your mind on these things, you will not be able to look forward to having new things in your life. Amen. Whether they were failures or successes, that notwithstanding. Amen. Whether they were rods of affliction or trophies, that notwithstanding. Amen. You have to forget them. This one thing I do, Paul said, I forget the things that are behind. I reach forth for the things ahead of me. There is a high calling of God for me and then I'm reaching forth for that prize. Alright? And then I want to uh, get to that mark of the high calling of God for me. Amen? So you have to forget those things by renewing your mind. Amen? You are a new being in Christ. God does new things in your life and then your focus must be on the new things, not the former things. Praise God. Now remember you know the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Now when is it springing forth? Now. When is it springing forth? Now as you are hearing the word of God right now, the newness we are talking about, the newness the Spirit of God has sent me to say to you that 
He is going to do in your life, bring about newness and everything that has to do with you, has started just now because God starts everything with His Word. Amen? That's what He does. Alright? He could not create anything without speaking. He starts everything with His Word. Amen? And everything consists in His Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the very moment God is speaking it to you that, remember you know the former things, neither consider the things of old, for behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I receive them now. The new things that God wants to do, I receive them now. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now notice again very carefully, it says, I will even make a way in the what? Wilderness. Naturally, in the wilderness, there is no way. But God says, I will make a way. Isn't that new? There are, some, there are some things that do not happen naturally. But watch out, they will begin to happen in your life from henceforth. There are some things that are not natural trends. They don't happen naturally. You know they don't happen naturally. Alright? God says, I will make a way in the wilderness. I'm making a way for you. In your career, I'm making a way for you. In the ministry, your ministry, I'm making a way for you. In your businesses, I'm making a way for you. And that's what God is saying here. Now you just have to cast your mind away from the past, whatever it is. Either good or bad or whatever. Just put your mind on what God is saying. Amen? Successful people are people who start afresh every day. Irrespective of what they have made or done. They don't think about the past. Alright? Yesterday is gone. Today, they do something fresh, something new. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And then he goes on to say this. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now that's not natural. He didn't say the river in the desert. He says rivers. Wow. Rivers in the desert. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now that's new. God is saying, I'm doing new things. You release your faith for new things. Receive these new things into your life. Amen. Alright. Watch out for them. Let your faith be up for new things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, the first thing you have to do in making multiple impact it is, is by renewing your mind. Renewing your mind to the fact that God does new things every day. God does new things every day. God does new things every day. He is a dynamic God. And he's a God of multiple varieties. Yeah. He's interested in things of different kinds, of different varieties, of different classifications, species. God is interested in new things. And that's why there's nobody that works with God that will live a boring life. It's not possible. It is religion that makes people bored. God is a dynamic God. When you walk with God, you enjoy dynamism. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, you renew your mind to the fact that God is doing a new thing. Now, what is God saying to you? Don't remember the former things. When they come to mind, cast them off. When they come to mind, cast them off. When it's time for you to think like, Oh, I've already gotten there. I've, um, I've arrived. Whereas you have not gotten to where God wants you to be. Alright? Put that behind you. 
Whatever it is that you have achieved, whatever it is that God has blessed you with, whatever it is that you have entered into, let that be history to you. Amen? Look forward, to, uh, look forward towards new encounters in your life. Hallelujah. New encounters. Glory to God. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. Now the key word, the second key word there is sharp. 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 He says, I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument. Having teeth. Do you see that? Sharp. Glory to God. Now the word sharp here, as I was meditating, the Spirit of God gave it to me. It means skillfulness. Penetration. Smoothening or smoothness. Preparation. And then the Holy Spirit just gave me this word that wraps up everything about sharp. It is called training. Training. Alright? Training. Training. Second Timothy chapter number 3 and verse 15. Look at the comments the Apostle Paul is passing concerning Timothy by the Spirit of God. And that from a child... Thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. In other words, from a child, Timothy had been trained in the things of God. Though he was not born again at that time, but you see, from his childhood, he had been trained to follow the word of God. He had been trained to respect the things of God. So, those words, those scriptures guided him unto salvation, through faith. So when he began to grow, those scriptures in his mindedness guided him unto salvation. So he believed at that point that Jesus was his Lord and personal Savior. And then he got saved by the guidance of scriptures. Amen. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's grown up, he's not going to depart from that way. So there's, there's a place for training. For us to make multiple impacts in our lives, we have to be trained. We just must be trained. Glory to God. Amen. You see, people cannot perform above the level of their training. When they do, be surprised. Hallelujah. Alright? You want people to give you excellence, train them to be excellent. Put excellence into their consciousness. They have to be trained. You must believe in the power of training constantly. Now, if you read on in, in that scripture... The word of God declares in verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God for what purpose? And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Do you see that? Now what the purpose for all scripture? Amen. The purpose for the scripture given, given to us by God is this, that it be profitable for what? Doctrine. Doctrine means teaching. Alright, that's what doctrine is. A pattern or a body of truth patterned along a particular line. Alright, of course from the scripture, that's doctrine. Praise God. It's called teaching. In fact, the word doctrine in the, in the, in the, in the Greek, the root word there, it means prescription. That which a doctor, a learned person who has been trained gives. That's doctrine. Alright? Prescription. So it says here that all scripture is given by inspiration of God 
and is profitable for doctrine. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, that the man of God may be perfect, in other words, mature, rounded, well-groomed, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Do you see that? That people have to be perfected and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You don't expect Christians who are just born again today to just enter into good works that way. They have to be trained. There's a way we think. There's a way we talk. There's a way we carry ourselves. We have our own value system rooted in the word of God. So there's need for training, for excellence to be habitual, for excellence to be a flow. There's need for training, training, training. For you to make multiple impacts, you have to be trained. You have to be trained. Now in training, there are basically uh, four things here in training. Doctrine, teaching, reproof, correction, and then what? Instruction. Do you see that? Now for you to be trained, you have to be taught doctrine. You see, training involves teaching. There is nobody that can be trained in anything, either in spiritual things or secular things, that, that, that will not be taught. You have to be taught. They will teach you some things that you have to know. And then re-emphasize some things again that you have already known. The second thing in training here is reproof. Reproof here is you don't do it that way. Stop it now. Now reproof is sharp. Because you know that if anybody who has not been trained well or who has been trained but is not taken to the training could cause some havoc or some level of destruction that would be so huge and that can wreck a whole company, wreck a church, wreck an association, wreck an organization. Amen. You reprove. You sharp reprove. Amen. Another word for it is rebuke. Amen. In training, there's reproof or rebuke. The next one here is correction. In other words, the person is not really getting it right. It's not that the person has gotten to the value of causing some damage that can wreck the whole place. You say, no, you don't do it that way. This is the way you do it. You do that in love. Of course, everything is done in love, but reprove. You must be stern, you must be firm, you must be bold when you do that. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, correction and then instruction. Instruction is do this. Do that. Move that to that place. Move that to the other side. That's instruction. Teaching answers the question how. Instruction answers the question what. Amen. Reproof is putting an eye on that same instruction that you have given to be carried out. And when it is not done correctly, and it's at the verge of causing so much wreck and havoc, you shout, you scream. Stop that! Alright? Now let me give you an instance. When the Apostle Paul wrote to the Galatians, having taught them many things concerning their faith, how their faith you know, originated from you know, their conviction in what Jesus has done for them. Amen. He taught them. He manifested the gifts of the Spirit in their presence through faith. He taught them and taught them and labored in teaching in their midst. Hallelujah. And then when he found out that they started going out 
into some other things that were alien to what he taught them, he shouted, Oh foolish Galatians, that's rebuke, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Before whose very eyes Jesus was clearly manifested, clearly made clear, clearly exhibited. He had to rebuke them. He wrote to the Corinthians also, he rebuked them. Having taught, you don't rebuke people if you have not taught them. You have to teach people before you can rebuke. Alright? And that part of it, some people don't like. When they are rebuked, they, they frown their faces. And then they just build a very thick skin. They become hardened. A false skin that is adamant and rebellious. And that's not the kind of spirit we have. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. For you to be trained, you have to be taught. For you to be trained, you have to be reproved. For you to be trained, you have to be corrected. For you to be trained, you have to be what? Instructed. And then, when you follow all these things, the Word of God will do that. Alright? As the Word of God teaches you, as the Word of God reproves you, as the Word of God corrects and instructs you, you must abide by whatever the Word says to do. Glory to God. You must do that. And then when you do that, what happens is this. The Bible says you will be perfected. You will be rounded. You will become mature. Well groomed. You will be fortified and furnished for every good work. Hallelujah. Every good work, you walk in the light of every good work in your life. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So in training, you have to begin to gather skills. There is skillfulness in everything we do or we could do in life. Skillfulness. In the teaching of the word, there's skillfulness. In our faith work, there's skillfulness. In our career, in our professions, there's skillfulness. You have to be trained to be skillful. You have to be trained to be skillful. And this training is on three levels. Amen. Praise God. The first one is spiritual training. Training your spirit to respond to God. To respond to the word of God. To swiftly and promptly respond to God's word. It's by training. Nobody can impart that on you by laying on hands. Amen. You have to train your spirit. And how do you do that? You give preference to the word of God. You give preference to the word of God. You meditate on the word of God. You meditate on the word of God. And then you act upon that same word. You do what the word says to do. Alright? When you begin to uh, give preference to the word of God, in other words, you prioritize that the word of God is the most important in my life. Whatever the word says, I will do. Even if I have a contrary opinion, it is then null and void. The very moment the word of God comes to me, I change my mind and then I take to what God says. Amen? Then the second thing is you begin to put that to your mind. You begin to Put that into your system by meditation. Alright? To meditate means to talk to yourself quietly as though mad. Amen? Ruminating in the world. Like a ruminant animal. You regurgitate. You swallow in the word of God and then you regurgitate. Amen? Praise God. And then you chew your cords. You chew again. And then you swallow. And then you regurgitate. Until it is so fine that your body can assimilate it. You can walk in the good understanding of it. You don't stop. That's meditation. Amen. 
You think upon so deeply until you're obsessed with what you're thinking about. That's meditation. So when you give yourself to the Word of God constantly, and then you prioritize the Word of God, you put the Word of God first, and then you meditate on the Word of God, then you act upon the Word. You do what the Word says to do. When situations and circumstances confront you, you act on what the Word of God says to do. Not what you feel like doing. Now when you do that constantly, you find out that you are being trained in the things of God. Alright? So you see, the key word here in training is use. Let's have say use. Say it again. Say it again. Now if you don't use a thing along a particular line of endeavor, you cannot be trained along that line. Because training itself is getting necessary and relevant knowledge in the line of your endeavor or discipline and then practicing in it. That's training. Alright? Practicing in it. You get necessary and relevant knowledge in your line of, of discipline or, or, or endeavor, and then you practice in it constantly. Because training comes as a result of use. Training comes as a result of what? Use. You have to uh, use and then reuse. Let's always say use and then reuse. Amen. You use, you reuse, and then you use, and then you reuse. You cannot deplete spiritual things. How many of us understand that? You can't deplete them. There is no depletion in the things of the Spirit. Amen? You use, and then you what? You reuse. And then you reuse. And then you what? Reuse. And then you what? Reuse. As you keep using and reusing, you find out that you will begin to be skillful in that which you use and reuse and use and reuse and use and reuse. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, someone was telling me of a documentary he watched concerning Pelé, the great Pelé of Brazil. Hallelujah. Uh, he practiced then, used to practice with coconut. Alright? He would put um, this kind of um, bandage on his leg, no boot. He would put coconut on the floor. And he would play the coconut. Hit it hard. Bah! And he was practicing with that again and again and again. Alright? And then he got to the field of play. He played a shot at the keeper. The keeper shifted from the post and said, look, <laughs> you, you just call. Don't kill me. Amen? You know, someone who has been practicing with coconut. Amen? Do you think football, the ball will just, you can hit it so hard, and then it goes, then those balls then, holding these balls, heavy balls, big. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. That's use and reuse. Amen. I also watched another documentary, Ronaldinho, before you know, he slipped into indiscipline. And that finished his career. Amen. He's still so young. He should, he should still be playing. Alright. Ronaldinho, when he's playing, Kaka is nobody. Amen. Alright. Kaka is trying. Ronaldinho is, is something else. He will put the ball there and aim at a particular angle. Pull and he gets there. Free kick. Pull, he enters again. Paul, he enters again, and he does that again and again and again and again. So very easily when he comes on the field of play, he just does that, and people say, wow. Amen. He's skillful at it and in it because he has been using it and then reusing it. Amen. If you talk about Charles Caps, all right, <laughs> he's an expert in confession. Amen. He can go on and on in confession, and then... He has memorized confessions you know, as big as the Bible. 
he just keeps saying them again and again and again. And he, when he teaches on confession, man, you feel like you've not heard it before. Now, because he, he, he uses that again and again and again and again. So, one key word there that you must not forget about skillfulness is what use and what reuse. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter number 5. Hebrews chapter number 5. We start the reading from verse 13. The word of God declares, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of what? Use. Who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and what? Evil. Who by reason of use. See, when you begin to use a body of knowledge again and again and again, you develop skills along that line. Amen. Hallelujah. The most dangerous person to call to come and do something for you is someone who knows about it but is not practicing in it. It's a disaster. Amen. Maybe you want to build. And then you bring an intellectual architect there or a builder. Who knows? Huh? You put that one there. Uh-huh. You move the block there. Uh-huh. All right, you better get someone in practice. Who is doing it? Amen? Because see, someone who is doing it has developed skills along that line. He does it again and again so he can do it again and again and again. Very skillfully and bring out the best out of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen? So, training... Is by the law of use and reuse. Is by the law of use and reuse. You have to be trained. The second level of training is mental training. We've talked about spiritual training. All right, your spirit has to be trained to yield and respond to the word of God. And then mental training. Your mind must be trained. Amen. Your mind must be trained. Now you wonder. By or at the great things some unbelievers do who have taken time to renew, I mean, uh, train their mind. Train their mind to do some things. Amen? They are not born again, but they have trained their mind. And the most painful thing is this. Believers, when we get born again, we leave our minds untrained. Alright? Because we feel the mind is not important. We don't train the mind. And so we are limited in what the mind can do. Of course, the spirit has more capacity than the mind. Praise God. But you see, the mind can do some terrible things in righteousness. The mind. So you have to train your mind. And how do you train your mind? By reading. Some of us don't read. It's a bad thing. Jesus was surprised that the Pharisees were not reading. Amen? Because they had all the books, but they were not reading. So sometimes we will answer when they ask some questions. Ah, have you not read? <laughs> it's in the book, you got the big law, you carry all around. And then everybody calls you a fico, a fico, a fico. Whereas he's not reading anything. The book is in his hand, but it's not in his mind. It's not in his head. People don't read. 
Particularly after first degree. Amen? After first degree, <laughs> we want to make money. Alright? And then when you make the money, that's that low-mindedness, that low capacity of mind, alright, will finish the money. You have to read books. Amen? Books concerning life, generally. Generally. No things happening generally. Amen? Read about engineering, read about medicine, read about psychology, read. No things. Sometimes when I'm speaking with some people, they say, eh, I don't know this. But you have to read. I can explain to you how the engine of the car works. I read it. I read it. Amen. I said, Amen. I can use terminologies in psychology. I can use terminologies in philosophy. I can use terminologies in medicine. You read. Alright? Don't just be narrow-minded. You're just a medical doctor in the world of medicine. And then when you come into the other side of life, you are just very naive. Untaught, unlearned. So they can, you don't know anything about engineering. You don't know anything about architecture. And then they, they, people can just drag you around. They can drag you around. Just know, just a little thing. Just enough about everything. I don't mean you should be an expert in everything. Alright? But just know, know something about architecture. You're believing God for your, your own house. Know something about it. You have a property you want to, you want to sell. Alright? Know something about real estate. So that someone doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't come up and doesn't just t- tell you that, look, this is um, 5 million naira. Whereas the thing is worth like 50 million. And then you sell it away. When you sign documents, that's the end of it. Whatever is written is what? Whatever is written is what? Is written. At least get to know. Train your mind. Hallelujah. Train your mind. Mental training. Read books. And then commit them to memory. Deliberately. Commit them to memory. Not that when having read a book, they say, what is it all about? I've even forgotten. No, why did you read it in the first place? After passing an exam, that's the end of it. Alright? And that's why some people are useless outside. 2-1, first class. They can't do nothing. Useless. Amen. They know how to pass exams. But they don't know how to retain knowledge. Even if they are going to write an exam, you don't talk to them. <laughs> so that no, <laughs> no bit of the word they have memorized. <laughs> you know. So for that, they just, just put it in there and say, hello, Mm. Later, when they are done, they say, ah, well, I was just pouring the thing down. He asked them two weeks after, what is so so so? so um, um, how about you scored an A? <laughs> I memorized the whole thing. <laughs> no, that's not. You see, you commit it to memory, you practice when you have learned. You see, let me give you an instance. Amen. The Holy Spirit can do some 
very awesome things. Alright? But you see, it is what is in your memory, what is in your mind that he will bring up. Now when you are teaching, for example, the terminologies, the vocabularies that you have stored up there, he will bring them up so you can use them well under the anointing. But if you don't have anything upstairs, um, you know what I mean. We don't know what you mean. <laughs> eh? We shouldn't have come to church. Just, just come to the, the doorstep there and just say, mm, okay, we know what you mean. We're going home. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to read. Read books. Particularly women, ladies. Alright? The very moment they get married and they are impregnated. <laughs> Don't read books again. Why? Amen? Take this book, read. I will read. And they doze off all through. No, don't do that. You have to learn to read books. I, I, take, I say to myself, I sit down like this and then I read. He said, um, ah, that's a, a lot of grace. So you are so graced in reading. No. No. I made up my mind. I'll finish this book. I'll finish this book. I'll finish it. See, you have to be trained to perform, to deliver. You have to be trained. Your mind must be equipped with knowledge. Alright? There's overeating. The car is doing overeating. <laughs> you don't know anything about it. You just go, go and open the radiator. <laughs> the devil, the devil, I rebuke you. Shut up your mouth. Ignorance is killing you, not the devil. You have to be trained. You don't do such things. You must learn and say, nah, I just ride my car all around. I just move my car all around. Now you have a car. You don't know anything about a car. Why should I know something about a car? One day you, will know, you know why you should know. I mean, there was one I was asking. I was riding a car all about for like six months. Didn't change the engine oil. <laughs> he said, well, so long or so far the car is still moving. And thing was grounded. Hearing some sound. Dun, 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 and then, just go. By faith we move. Amen. I know. Listen. <laughs> faith works by knowledge. It comes by hearing the word. The word informs you and gives you a revelation. So you act on that revelation. That's faith. Faith is not presumption. Faith is not stupidity. Amen. You use shoes. You don't know anything about shoes. There was one, bought a very costly suit. Put the thing in water. Inside here. Alright? He was washing it in like that. And then what is the thing in balance again? He said, hey, devil, I rebuke you. <laughs> you don't have to rebuke the devil. Amen? There's a way you wash suit. I was sharing some, with someone, there's a way you iron clothes. I gave, you know, a shirt to uh, a brother to iron, and then he ironed it, and I said, mm-mm. I can't wear this. I said, really? You can't wear this? I said, I can't wear it. I've been trained not to wear clothes like that. Amen? You iron it. One deep polishing. The thing was not shining. I said, I can't put on these shoes. I said, Pastor, you are difficult to please. No. 
You have to be there's a way you polish. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Mental training. Get to know things. Get to know people. Get to know your environment. If you get to a place, look around the room. Alright? Put the memory into your mind. Okay, there's a door. There's an exit door there. Not that something happens. Where's the exit door? No! The first time you enter, it's not, ah, you're not, you're not walking by faith. No. You see, your mind is working. This is an entry door, an exit door, a window. Good. Any burglary proof? <laughs> there's no burglary. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Alright? Huh? <laughs> I remember I was ministering. <clears throat> they put the speaker right, you know, before me. And the thing was echoing and all that. And then they were hitting the amplifier. And then you know, I said, somewhere I said, no, move this speaker away. Because place was so narrow, I could not move, you know. Move this speaker away from me. Sight is somewhere else. I might not have a feedback. Just hear the message. Amen? These are things you should know. Praise God. You should know these things. So when you begin to renew your mind in knowledge, not only with the word of God, you know things around you. How things function. You might not know all the details, but you know. Praise God. Mental training. Hallelujah. You develop yourself mentally. Amen. Now the last one, though bodily. Amen. But... I won't say so much about that. It's, you have to train how yourself, your body, to respond to challenges. Amen? Exercising that body. Amen? And there's one thing God laid on my heart to share with us. It is called professional training. What, what do I call it? Now, for those doing their house job right now, all right, those... Um, um, what, what? Not interns, the medical house officers. Thank you. The house officers, amen, is an opportunity for you to begin to prepare yourself professionally. If you want to do residency, begin to read. Right? Begin to study. Listen very carefully. If Christians don't get to some levels, other Christians will be cheated. True or false? They are talking about someone up there representing our interest. And everybody does not want to rise up and then move up that ladder of professional development. No, we don't want to go there. Some people will be there. Unbelievers will be there. Amen. If if a Christian spirit feed who loves God is the VC, a Christian spirit feed who loves God is the CMD, now you see things will go, will, there will be a difference. Amen. Praise God. Let us rise up and then take our place. Professional development. Praise God. The person you are seeing here, right before you, is a builder, a registered builder. I'm a pastor. Amen. I'm a consultant. Praise God. See that? Professional development. 
except, okay, God is saying, go into full time and then develop yourself in the ministry. Be sound. Amen? Be sound. We are talking about multiple impact. It's called rounded impact. Every sphere of your life is impactful. Amen? You can plan it within the next 10 years at most. I will become a consultant. At most. Amen? I tell myself, in one year, I publish at least 12 papers. I'm a lecturer. Amen? Do you think I want to be in my department and be a refrap there? Huh? And then they want to make decisions. How can I make godly decisions when I'm not there to make... I'm not at the aim of affairs. I will be suggesting... In the background, you, yes. <laughs> we, we have heard you. They will do something else. So you have to rise. You have to rise. In social year, I must have been done with my master's. In social year, my PhD. If you are following that line, there's nothing wrong with that. If you are following another line, my professional exams. I'm, 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 I'm a qualified chartered builder. I'm done with my professional exams. Alright? I did everything, put everything together in one year I finished. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have to develop yourself. Professionally. If you say, okay, you're not following that line of study that you have done now, you're going into business, you have to know what it takes to be a seasoned businessman. You read books. Alright? And then you ask yourself, what are the exams along this line, in this endeavor, in this discipline, that I must pass to be the important person here who says the thing and he's, the thing is listened to, an authority? You pass the exams. Amen. I said amen. amen. Professional training. Be trained. You know, I was speaking with someone. I said, what are you doing during this break? He said, mm, I'm just enjoying myself. How? I'm just at home. Sometimes um, I watch movies. Sometimes I, I just sleep. I just enjoy myself. I said, no. You're not enjoying yourself. You're wasting away. Change your mind. Can you do a professional exam, a project management training? Within one month, within two months, or two months, and then you are done with that, you write the exam. He said, Yes. And said, why, why not do that? What kind of enjoyment is that? You sit down and then you are wasting away. You say you are enjoying yourself. Alright? Professional development. Train professionally. Be at the topmost top in your profession. If you are following that line, be at the topmost top there. Have a say there. Make godly decisions. Influence people. Pioneer good leadership. And stop finding excuses. Amen. I said amen. 
The next word there is threshing instrument. Alright? Threshing what? Instrument. A threshing instrument is an instrument of separation that is employed in gathering wheat out of, I mean the grain of wheat out of the shaft. Alright? I mean the full wheat itself and then getting the shaft out of it, then taking the wheat. The wheat is useful. The shaft is not. So, a threshing instrument is an instrument of separation that brings about fruitfulness. That brings about productivity. Brings about fruitfulness. It brings about productivity. Now it says, I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument. Threshing instrument. See, when you are sharp by training, applying the law of use and reuse, you begin to thresh. To thresh means to produce. If you bring your sheaves of wheat from the farm and then you bring it home like that, it's not useful. You have to thresh it so that you can get that wheat out of the cover of it. That's the shaft, and then separate the shaft from it. Then you can use the wheat, the grain. You can grind it into powder, make bread out of it, whatever you want to make out of it, you make out of it. Cake, biscuits. Praise God. Hallelujah. So for you to be a threshing instrument, you have, you have, you have to go through training, and then you begin to produce. Notice what the Lord says to us concerning the blessing in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 28. Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, Be what? Fruitful. Be fruitful and what? Multiply. Alright? Fruitfulness means produce. Multiplication means what? Reproduce. Do you see that? Fruitfulness means produce. For you to begin to produce in your life, you have to be trained. The blessing says produce. And then multiply, reproduce. You have produced something and then let that thing reproduce by putting the thing to work. By investing it by applying it, by putting it to work. Amen? I said amen. amen. Praise God. So, be fruitful. A threshing instrument is an instrument of separation that leads on to fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Productivity. 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 Increase. 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 An instrument of change and transformation. You see, a threshing instrument is an instrument of influence. An instrument of significance. They cannot just do without you somewhere. They can't just relegate you to the background. They cannot just put you aside. 
Can you use Microsoft Word? Microsoft Word. Which word is that one? Two one. Two one. In Yoruba. Did you understand? Two one. No development. You see, after that training, you come into significance, influence. Wherever you are, you are contributing to the development there. Your quota is not infinitesimally insignificant. Alright? You are contributing your own quota to development. Praise God. Do you know, there are a lot of people who have very, very, very natural voices. Who really want to sing? Alright? But they have not trained so they can have some control over their voice to sing well. You have to train. And then that leads you to being a threshing instrument of influence, of change, of transformation, of significance. Amen? Praise the Lord. Isaiah 54 and verse 1 to 3. Verses 1 to 3. Isaiah 54. Are you getting blessed? Some of you are quiet on me. I've taught some areas. You say, yay, yay, pastor, yay. And that's good. Praise God. <clears throat> Isaiah 54, from verses 1 through to 3. Single barren thou that did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud. Thou that did not travel with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Productivity, increase. As they put in the sheaves of wheat, you thresh it. <clears throat> You get things done. You function, you perform, you deliver. You get it done. You're skillful in it. Amen. There are a couple of young folks that come to church, newly born again. They need to be trained. But if you look around, who is going to handle this, who is going to handle that, you find out that there are a lot of people who have been in church just sitting down warming the bench or warming the chairs. All right? You can't say you, follow up that person. You, handle that. Why? You see, when you have threshing instruments around in church, there's growth. People who are productive, who can make things happen, they have been trained. They are skillful. They can thresh wheat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. The last point here is having teeth. Having teeth, not tooth. One is plural, the other one is what? Singular. Having teeth, not tooth. Talking about multiple impacts with effective different variants. Multiple impacts with effective different variants. All the different variants are very effective. Amen? That's what it means. In other words, spiritually you are sound. Mentally you are sound. Financially you are doing well. Professionally you are doing well. 
career-wise, you are doing well. In every wise, you are sound and doing well. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Just focus there. Amen. I said amen. amen. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? Having teeth, not two. I don't want to be an impactful man just having two. A two. Alright? Spiritually, ah. But when it comes to some other areas, I'm lacking. No. Having teeth, not two. Let somebody say teeth. Can you still hear me? If you can hear me, respond. Let somebody say teeth. Say it again. Say it again. Not tooth. Amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now this I want to share with you from my heart. Listen to me real good. Listen very carefully. Amen. You see drawing on and using all that God has put within you. Drawing on and using all that God has put within you is having teeth. All. So that when you are leaving this scene, you are dying empty. Everything that God has put within you, you have delivered. Impact is on three levels. There's impact on the level of your calling. There's impact on the level of your uh, giftings or talents. There's impact on the level of your skills. Your calling is that which God has called you to do. Primarily that's the reason why you are who you are. Why you are that tall or that short. Short. Your calling is that which you are going to um, give account over before the Lord. Your calling is that specific assignment that God has called you to carry out. Yes, you do all other things, but you have a calling to do something specifically. That's your calling. Hallelujah. Amen. That's your calling. Paul the apostle was called to be an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. But that was not everything he did. He did some other things apart from that. But the major thing he did was what? To be an apostle. But he did some other things. Let me give you an instance. Paul was also trained to be a lawyer. Right? He was a lawyer. Paul was also trained to be a tent maker. Amen. I said amen. Now your calling is, it might be, raise an academy of excellence in the educational sector. That might be your own calling. Go and raise godly banks. In the banking sector. That might be your own calling. 
raise models, professional models, who are godly. That might be your own calling. Go teach my people faith. That might be your own calling. Stress prosperity. I'll back it up. That might be your own calling. Teach new creation realities. That might be your own calling. Amen? That's calling. But you see, there are some natural abilities that God has put within you. They are called talents. They are called talents. And you can be impactful not only on the level of your calling, you can also be impactful on that level of talents. And then you can also be impactful on the level of your skills. Your skills are your trainings. What you have been trained to do. If you came to this university as a student to study medicine, you have been trained to become what? A medical doctor. So your skill is what? Medicine. You have been trained to practice medicine. Amen? But you see, a lot of people don't discover their calling. They don't know their talents, their natural abilities. All they know is their training. So they only make impact on the level of skills. You can make impact on the level of skills. But the truth is this. How many people, or how many medical doctors, let me put it that way, does this university graduate yearly? On the average, huh? 150. <laughs> so they are releasing 150 medical doctors into the society. Amen. Not that they will tell all those that are already practicing, stop. 150 other people will come and replace you. <laughs> Amen. What am I saying? In other words, you have been pumped into the same what system. So you see. Because of the level of training going on right now, skills are ubiquitous. They are seen everywhere. If you call for a job, all right, you want a medical doctor, 500 will show up. So, on the level of skills, there is keen competition. True or false? Keen. Amen. Come for an engineer, a mechanical engineer. One five, one thousand five hundred will show up. <laughs> Some don't like what they are doing. They are not satisfied with their jobs. All right. They want to change it. Some don't have at all. They want to secure one. So those who are not satisfied will join those who don't have at all, and then heighten the number. <laughs> Amen. But do you know, on the level of talent, there are very few people. And most employers of labor are people who have searched deep into their heart to pull out their talent. Amen? Most employees are skillful people. I'm not against skills. I'm not against training. It's good to be trained. But there's something that you can do naturally. Amen? That you can do naturally. For me, I know what I can do naturally. Amen? Naturally. 
ever before I got born again, I know what I can do naturally. Amen? I can make people laugh naturally. It's a natural talent. Praise God. <laughs> Even if you don't feel like you just laugh. Amen? I can manage naturally. Management. Praise God. I can do a couple of other things naturally. I just found myself doing those things naturally with so much ease. Amen. And listen to this. A talented footballer, for example, I like using this example, can employ a consultant in surgery. Amen. And say, resign from what you are doing. Just manage my legs. How much do you want per month? One million <laughs> I'll pay you 1.5. Amen. I said amen. amen. Praise God. And that's what talent can do. So, we must make impact on these three levels. The highest is calling. Because that is the one that you are going to stand before God to say, this is what I have done. He's going to ask you, what did you do with what I told you to do? Okay, I did so, 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 and so. And then, he rewards you based on that. Praise God. Now, there is impact on these three levels, and there is reward on these three levels. There's impact on these three levels, and there is reward on these three levels. Reward. On that level of calling, you have reward. On the level of talent, you have reward. On the level of skills, you have what? Reward. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Now, on these three levels, there is fame. Fame. Let's always say fame. God is not against fame. But he does not like popularity. Amen. To be famous is to do what God has called you to do, and then people getting to know about you. Eh? So someone does so 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 thing. Now, wow! And he does it so well. Wow! 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 Fame. The Bible says when Jesus was filled with the Spirit, and then the power of God was strong upon him, his fame spread abroad. It went abroad. Hallelujah. So God is not against fame. In fact, fame is part of the covenant. Amen. If you fulfill your God-given vision, your God-given destiny, your God-given calling and dream, whatever God has put in your heart, you fulfill that and then you begin to explore your talents, you'll be famous. Popularity is just trying to promote yourself when you don't really have anything to offer. Amen. You're just trying to blow your own trumpet by your own self. Poo, poo, I'm here, I'm here. Amen. But you see, fame is you just keen to your calling, keen to your talent, begin to do what you know what to do best, begin to do it and do it again and again and again, and then people begin to blow your trumpet for you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now make up your mind, you will be impactful on these three levels in your life. Make up your mind. I will fulfill my God-given calling 
I will exchange my talents to bless generations and then they will reward me. I will exchange my gifts to renew people, to refresh them and I will be rewarded. Make up your mind. Hallelujah. Make up your mind. As we close, the Lord gave me these words for you. Amen. And I want to declare these words over you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are anointed to release impact and significance. In the name of Jesus, you are anointed to release impact and significance. To your generation in the name of Jesus. To your environment in the name of Jesus. To your atmosphere in the name of Jesus. You are anointed for impact. You are anointed for significance in the name of Jesus. Nothing can stop you. The Lord said I should declare that over you. Nothing can stop you. I said nothing can stop you. If you believe that, drop your Bible on your chair and stand to your feet. Nothing can stop you. I said nothing can stop you. I said nothing can stop you. I said nothing can stop you. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. If you believe that, a thunderous amen. You are unstoppable. The Lord says to tell you, you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable. You are unbeatable. In the name of Jesus. You are indomitable. In the name of Jesus. You cannot be beaten down. You cannot be stopped. The Lord said to tell you, no mountain shall be able to stand before you. No hindrance shall be able to stand before you. In the name of Jesus. 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 I wanted to say, say this to your neighbor. The Lord said to tell you. Say to your neighbor. Say the Lord said to tell you. You are too loaded to fail. Say it again. You are too loaded to fail. Louder. You are too loaded to fail. God is on the inside of you. You have been wired for excellence. You are too loaded to fail. You are too loaded to fail. You are too loaded to turn back in battle. You are too loaded to turn back in battle. Glory to God. Now we are still going to shout. Let me finish. Let's finish with this. You are God's threshing instrument. Tell that person you are God's threshing instrument. Louder. 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 Shout to that person. Say, beat down. Tear down. Find a way. Say it again. Say, beat down the mountains. Tear down the hills. Find them away. Louder. Say, beat down the mountains. Bible, Jeremiah chapter number one. We want to declare these words and then we close. Oh, glory to God. Jeremiah chapter number one. 
We start the reading from verse, verses, verse 9. We read verses 9 and 10. Are we good to go? 1, 2, 3, let's go. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and pull down and to destroy and throw down to build. Amen. Listen, you are going to do, listen very carefully. There are some wrong structures, wrong things around. You are going to do more of destroying than planting. Amen. Why? Because there are a lot of wrong structures. It says, number one, what does it say? Huh? What does it say? Let's always say root out. Say it again. See, every form of indiscipline, every form of mediocrity, you root it out. Amen? I said amen. If there's anything I want to be known for in my life, I want to be known for impact and significance in the name of the Lord. Impact. Significance in the name of the Lord. If there's anything... Amen. Shout it loud. Say, root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. You see that? Root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. Say it again. Say, root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. Hallelujah. Amen. As you are leaving this place, you are going with a renewed consciousness of multiple impacts. A renewed consciousness of multiple impacts. Amen? A renewed consciousness of multiple impacts. Every other thing that is alien to this must be what? Rooted out. Must be what? Pulled down. Must be what? Thro- destroyed. Must be what? Thrown down. Hallelujah. Amen. Shout it loud. Say, root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. One more time, say, root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. One more time, say, root out. Pull down. Destroy. Throw down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. 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 Amen. 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 And then he says to what? To build and 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 to what? That means you have to root out first and foremost, pull down, and then what? Destroy, and then what? Throw down, and then you begin to what? Build, and you begin to what? Plant. You begin to build, and then you begin to plant. That's how it works. Amen? I said amen. I said amen. I said amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God is charging us up for impact and significance. 
is charging us up with his word, charging up, 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 us up with understanding for multiple impacts. Multiple impacts. Multiple impacts. A new, sharp, threshing instrument having teeth, not tooth. Having teeth, not tooth. Having teeth, not tooth. Rounded impacts. Rounded impacts in everything we do. In everything we do. Hallelujah. Stretch forth your two hands to God. There's a release of the shark of God. The anointing to spread pain. The anointing to increase. The anointing for impact is here. Is here. Is here. Is here. Begin to receive. 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 It's here. In the name of Jesus, you are anointed to release impact and significance to your environment and into the lives of others. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. No mountain can stand before you. No mountain can stand before you. Go and make a difference. Go and make a difference. You are too loaded to fail. You are too loaded to to turn back in battle. You are God's threshing instrument. Beat down. Tear down. Beat down. Tear down. In the name of Jesus, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon your mind. It's upon your spirit. It's upon your body. In the name of Jesus, you are making progress in all that has to do with you and the will of God. You made progress. You made progress. You made progress. You are increasing. You are increasing. You are increasing. In the name of Jesus, you are increasing. You are increasing. You are increasing. significance 
of the Lord. If you believe that, give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shagwa Bashi Teaching Ministries on plus two three four seven zero six six four five three one two two or plus two three four eight zero six zero one triple zero nine three. Stay blessed.